What's your favorite scary movie? Let's rank the Scream franchise on Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Hello, movie friends. We just watched Scream 6 and found it to be one of the better entries in the Scream franchise. I was actually pretty surprised. It was entertaining. They had some unique stuff in there, and the kills were brutal. So I was actually happy with it in terms of the Scream franchise. So we thought, why not do an entire ranking of the Scream franchise? Now that there are six, and I'm sure there's going to be seven. and <laughs> actually, actually coming out next week. Yeah, they basically <laughs> rebooted this back with Scream in 2022 with a whole new cast and everything, as well as some legacy characters coming back, but we lost a few. Obviously, there will be some spoilers in this movie as we talk about the killers, talk about the kills, talk about the characters and the plots Some of, of some of these movies. But yeah, let's rank all six of the Scream movies, have a little fun with it, because we love Scream, the original. It's one of the greatest slasher movies of all time, one of the best American horror movies ever made. Wes Craven holds a special place in our heart with the films that he made, and we adore Scream from 1996. It's just a classic, and they've managed to make six movies out of a franchise based off that. Sometimes they've repeated the plot scene by scene sometimes sometimes <laughs> a few times but you know they they still manage to try to do new things which is why i think i like scream six better than scream five when it comes to the reboot because at least they did new things of course that opening kill was actually really interesting what they did mixing it up changing what happens with Ghostface, is because scream five as we talked about when we reviewed it it felt like a scene for scene remake of the first film which is why i wasn't super enthused about it after we saw it but scream six pleasantly surprised do we need another scream? Do you want to scream seven? Not, I mean, I don't need. I, I'm shocked that they made two in so quickly. So I was. They've already made two in two years. So that's. I, I think we could take a break for a few. I years. I don't think they want to. I, mean, <laughs> I was surprised they already greenlit the, the scream six so quickly after scream five, and now since scream six had its best opening weekend so far in the entire franchise's history, I expect them to greenlight another one pretty pretty quickly. Although I would say. For franchises, I think it's better to take a step in between them, maybe a couple of year breaks. That way you build up anticipation and get people more excited. Although, from what we could tell from the screening we went to, everybody was already juiced. So, But I would say you could dilute the franchise if they keep coming out every year. I don't think the studios really care. <laughs> I don't think they care anymore about waiting and like building anticipation. They just uh-huh. want it out as soon as possible. They have an IP that's making money. Mm-hmm. They're going to make... So I'm assuming Scream 7 is going to get greenlit for 2024. I would not be surprised. It comes out, like I said, next week. It comes, <laughs> it's already filmed. <laughs> They're filming right now. <laughs> but um, obviously Scream 6 wasn't a perfect movie, but it did new things to the Scream franchise. Made it a little fresh, changed the location. We're in New York City, aka Montreal, which is where they filmed this, right? <laughs> it doesn't look like New York at all. <laughs> the subways, yeah, sure, a little bit here and there, but it's definitely not New York City. But um, <laughs> we're going to go through uh, rankings for us, but we're also, before then, we're going to do Ron Tomatoes rankings, IMDb's rankings, Collider rankings, go through a bunch of different media organizations and see how they have the Scream franchise ranked. But I will say, a spoof of the Scream franchise I think is better than almost all of the films in that scary movie. Yeah, except for the first one. The first one's great. No, the first Scream. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, scary movie with the spoof of Ghostface and the spoof of Sidney Prescott. It was so well done, and I just got to throw it out there. I like it better than, I think, every Scream movie except for the original Scream. I really love Scary Movie and what they did with that. It's a great, great movie. What's up? What's up? <laughs> 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 All right. 
How about we'll start our rankings for other outlets with Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see what the Rotten Tomatoes critic score has the Scream franchise franchise ranking in order. Let's hear it. Their number one on Rotten Tomatoes is Scream 2 with an 82% score. This was the sequel to Scream that came out in 1997. Scream, the original, is number two at 80%. Now, we know that this is, this is based off movie critic scores because if Scream 1 is not number one on your list, then your Silly. list is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I, I respect people's opinions, but that's a wrong opinion to have not, not have Scream 1. It's the only time I'll tell someone they're wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would say... You're incorrect. I would say... Out of the franchise, it's easy to put Scream One as their best one. It's, it's easy, a no-brainer decision to make. Yeah, it's, it's. I would say. I'm sorry, but like, yeah. I'm not gonna look at your list if Scream isn't the number one. <laughs> but Scream's number two at eighty percent because this isn't based off opinion. Really, it's based off a bunch of accumulation of reviews. And also, Rotten Tomatoes is based on how what percentage of them are fresh reviews rather than each review. What's their rating of it? It's how many of them are fresh out of a hundred. Then at number three on Rotten Tomatoes rankings is Scream 6, which just came out a couple weeks ago at 77%. Then number four, they have Scream, the 2022 version, at 76%. Number five, Scream 4, at 60%, came out in 2011. And then bottom of the list at number six, they have Scream 3 at 41%. That came out in 2000. I believe that list. So, I mean, list. well, besides, the, well, except for the opening, except for the yeah. opening, uh, except, yeah, except for the opening. That's pretty decent. You know, that's a pretty solid list. How about move on to the IMDb user rating list, Anthony? What do they got? What does IMDb? This is based off the user rating all time. So Scream 1, 7.4, still number one on the list. Then second place is Scream 6 at a 7.3. Number three on the list, Scream 2 at a 6.3. Number... Four on the list is Scream from 2022 at a 6.3. Number five on the list is Scream 4 at a 6.2. And then last on the list, again, we have Scream 3 with a 5.6. So I think we're seeing a trend here with Scream 3 being at the bottom and then Scream 1, 2, and 6 kind of being in the top three, it looks like, usually. I actually think that IMDb ratings are pretty accurate for the most part. I think Scream 1 deserves definitely 8 or higher. But because Scream franchise hasn't always been so consistent, I definitely agree that the majority of them are in the 6s, which is kind of like lukewarm ratings. I agree with most of those. They've kind of just become adored because of, of the cult following yeah. behind them, behind like the brand, behind Ghostface, versus them not necessarily being the best horror movies of all time. The first one's terrific, but that's like every horror franchise. Not every Freddy movie is great. Not every Halloween yeah. movie is great. Not every uh, Nightmare on Elm there's, Street movie is great. There's some duds in there. Yeah. yeah so in not every Jason Voorhees Friday 13th movie, I just said that is great either. So I understand that it's based off brand recognition and the, the mm-hmm. love for the characters and just... The tropes, the horror genre cliches, I get that for sure. Yeah, and so I definitely agree because I would put a lot of these movies as six-ish. Somewhere myself. around yeah. And we'll do one more outlet, actually, because we don't want to do like eight of them. It actually sounds kind of boring. Let's just do Letterboxd next, and then we'll get to our rankings as well as talk about the killers and some fun stuff about the franchise. So Letterboxd, according to ratings on Letterboxd, Scream, the original, is number one with a 4.1 score. I think that's a really solid rating. Accurate. Personally, I think 4.1 is excellent. And then we have Scream 6 at a 3.8 in second place. Now, I think Scream 6, because maybe it's the most recent one, there might be some recency bias. That's why it's showing up second place on a lot of lists. But I can see top three for sure, no problem. 
From what I could gather, the fan reaction has been fantastic for this mm-hmm. film, so that doesn't surprise me at all. And then we have a three-way tie for oh. third place between Scream 2, Scream 4, and Scream 5, all ranked 3.4. And then, of course, at the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> poor Scream 3 getting left alone with a 2.9. I mean, they, the whole Hollywood storyline is just dumb. It's, dumb. it's, not, it's awful. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's dumb. Not I don't dumb, hate but it. It's just executed poorly. It could be better. But yeah. I, I like that's what I like about Scream 3, though, is stab the franchise we're going like behind the set on location of the the studios and the killers operating in the movies yeah sure yeah yeah i, I like i, I, I don't hate that. it i will say scream 3 has one of the best kills which one of maureen mm. of jada pinkett smith's character in the movie theater that's scream 2 oh it's scream 2 never mind Jeez, louise scream 2 has one of the best kills ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's the best spoof and scary movie i <laughs> <Yeah>. think <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> everyone takes turns stabbing her <laughs> And then they all go back to eating their popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how about before we get into our ranking, we talk about the killers of the Scream franchise. Let's do it. Because there are quite a few, and some have huge kill counts, some have small kill counts, but they're still interesting to talk about. Who's your favorite killer, just right off the bat? I think right off the bat, it's Billy Loomis. I think it's got to be Billy Loomis. The best movie, best killer. And even though he only has a kill count of three in that movie... He's hmm. still the best killer for sure. And I will say, I don't love the ghost of Billy Loomis being in the, yeah, in the new franchise. That's I don't love it. Yeah, that's something with the new ones I'm not a fan of. I'm it's really... like a force ghost. It's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like, cause it, it, especially because it happens in TV shows a lot. Like, like there's this trend where TV shows would run long enough where they eventually have a ghost character show up. <laughs> like a dead character just starts talking to the lead character. Like every TV show at one point was having like someone dead from the past talking to the lead character. And it became a trope. And it's like soap opera-y. And so when he showed up in Scream 5, I was like, is, are we going supernatural now? <laughs> like, what's going on? In six, I, I guess you could say there's some sort of a supernatural quality to Ghostface in general. You yeah, know, yeah. the kind of, like, coming back from the dead, make sure you pop him in the head. That, sure, there yeah. is sort of a supernatural quality to Ghostface. It's never, like, specifically brought up, but it's it's kind of there, yeah. if that makes sense. But I don't love Billy Loomis's ghost. For the first time I saw it on Scream 5, I'm like, are we really doing this? Yeah. And then in Scream 6 again, are we doing this again? We're yeah. doing Billy Loomis's ghost is a hero? Like, what's going on? Go get he's, him, Tiger. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> he's giving Sam the strength to fight on. I, I get that, but, like, you're going to use the advice from a serial killer to give motivation to your protagonist? It's a little weird. I don't love it. And, and also, like, it helps her accept herself for enjoying killing I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd never liked the ghost. And when it showed up and they did it again in six, I was like, I'm not sure of the direction of this one. <laughs> of not the ghost. Like, of the ghost. Yeah, I'm not, not sure. Not, I'm not now he's got to be in the next one, right? Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah. Billy Loomis's ghost has to be in Scream 7. He's like going to be Casper like living with her. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be like a hero now. He's going to be like a good ghost. Yeah, that's, like, that's, it makes it kind of feel like he's like a like a protagonist in a way yeah. <laughs> of the film, even though he's a fucking murderer. <laughs> <laughs> but Billy Loomis, I think, is the best killer for sure in the Scream franchise. The OG oh, yeah. Ghostface. And also has the best motivation of all the killers for wanting to become a killer and murderer. You know, using the, the horror movies as like research, but also the mental health and disturbances he's had in his youth because of what happened to his family. So I And kind wanting of, to get it back at Sydney. Like the revenge yeah. for him seems the most legit. Because, I mean, the the thing with Ghostface is it needs to connect back so 
sometimes they really have to stretch it and kind of give you it's you need to like kind of be like okay don't think too hard these people are now ghost faced because of this reason so there is that is a thing where sometimes they stretch it a little too far and it's like oh, is it is it believable i will say that also in scream with billy loomis they did a great job diverting attention from him being the killer without with us not realizing there's there's going to be two killers in this movie you know having him locked up in jail so i think they did a great job moving suspicion from that main character in the in the killer in the first film compared to the other ones. They become pretty predictable. Like me and you, we guessed the killers in the new movie within 30 minutes. It was kinda, I, I guess in 10 minutes, I guess. It was kind of yeah. obvious. So, well, not 10 minutes because the whole opening is... Okay, well, it was less than 30. I gotta get my, that's what gotta I said. give me good stats. That's what bro. I said. Give me good stats. That's what I said. The opening sequence is ten minutes yeah. before before we get to right when. So it's spoilers for six. Like right, right when Dermot Mulroney showed up, I was like, "He's the killer." And then I and was Quinn's the killer. And also killer. Quinn, I called Quinn because yeah. she came in for her phone. Yeah, and she's close to everybody. I found it. I found it pretty obvious. Like, and I was like, when I was. I guess I've seen the movie so many times. I guess I could recognize the the signs. I think so is too. What it was for me too. But I was you, sometimes Scream can be really surprising with the killers. I think the Emma Roberts Roberts reveal was obviously surprising. Yeah, I have her second on this list. Yeah. So, but with this film, I I was kind of disappointed that I noticed that who the killers were immediately. So Jill Roberts in Scream Four yep. has a kill count of seven. She's ruthless and pretty scary, yeah. and I think, like you said, it's one of the best killer reveals in the entire franchise. Probably second after Billy Loomis. If the if the movie had a better storyline, it would it would probably be second on the list for me because that was shocking. You were expecting Emma Roberts to be the new face of the franchise, and ended up her being the, one of the ghost faces. I thought it was a really smart twist, and also Roman Roy. Yes, Roman Roy's a killer. Is it <laughs> or is it a different no, Colin? It's the other Colin. Kieran Culkin. 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 Rory Culkin. It's Rory Culkin. Rory I'm pretty Culkin. Sure. Okay. They look so similar. It's hard to tell. Let me double check. I think, yeah, I think that's Rory Culkin in Scream and then Kieran Culkin's in Succession. Yeah, it's, it's Rory Culkin. Gotcha. We've gotcha. had this conversation before, actually. They look so similar. Because Rory's the one who keeps his hair really long. Mm, that's right, yeah. They all have a really close resemblance, that intense sibling resemblance. But I think Scream 4, Emma Roberts' character, Jill Roberts, is a really great killer, and she has a huge kill count of seven. Absolutely. She she destroys people. I like it. How do you feel about her motivation, where she wants like what Sydney has? She wants the fame now. I like I, I get that because it kind of it is pretty timely with the uh, obsession with vanity, the obsession with attention that we have in our culture nowadays. So I think it actually is more relevant than when it came out. Yeah, especially the with the rise media of social obsession media with attention. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a great point. That's why I also think she's a great killer. It's really decent. Mot it's like solid motivation tying today. Yeah, and I mean, I think that there are definitely instances in real life of people doing extraordinary, extraordinarily terrible things to get attention. So I think it's I think it's a good motivation. Next up, we have at number three, Roman Bridger, who has a kill count of nine. He kills nine people in nice. Scream 3. He's also the director of Stab 3, and that wasn't enough for him. He had to do more. Just wait until the movie's out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was revealed that he was, he was rejected by his birth mother and then stalked her and learned of her secret affair with Hank Loomis. Mm -hmm. so, so he's Sydney's brother. He's the illegitimate son of Maureen Prescott. Yeah. He's uh, Sydney's half-brother. Half-brother. Yeah. So, I mean, shooting shots, connecting it somehow. You got to figure things out. But I will say it's when it's getting soap opera-y with, with, with this kind of reveal. It's a little soap opera-y, I would say. It's like your mom had another kid <laughs> <laughs> with another guy. Guess what? There's another kid <laughs> back from the dead. Then we have 
Stu Maker, played by Matthew Lillard. <laughs> He's so funny. My mom and dad are going to kill me. <laughs> Did you really call my mom? <laughs> he's awesome in the movie. Get a woozier, Billy. I think, I think he's the best character in Scream, the first movie. <laughs> he's so funny. He's so charismatic and hilarious. He's entertaining as hell. And it it would have been a gold mine if they had kept him alive. Nah, he needed to die, man. I feel like if he comes back, it would have been great to have him back. If you're going to have some legacy characters back... He would have been great. He had a kill count of four. We're going to have this, the ghost of Stu as well. Yeah, his force ghost will show up eventually. <laughs> his, his, his it's just going to be Billy and Stu just nodding and smiling the, during a party. Of, <laughs> at the end of Scream 8, it's going to be a big celebration. Billy Loomis, Stu Maker, ghost, Scream Ghost. Great job, guys. Great job, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, Stu's insane, but he's also a victim to Billy. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's a very impressionable guy. Yeah, and obviously the world he's grown up in, he, he he's lost and he's got issues, but he mm-hmm. latched onto Billy Loomis, which was the wrong person to latch onto yeah. for emotional attention and friendship. For sure. And more. Because he'll stab you. <laughs> <laughs> I love in scary movie when when they're they're a couple, but then he keeps stabbing the shit <laughs> out of him. <laughs> <laughs> like Billy's character in that. He's like I he's like I, I never I, he's like in love with him, but yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's not in love with him. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh my god. You told me you loved me. I never said I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's a great scary movie's great. Yeah. It's a great great comedy. Then we have Richie Kirsch in Scream 5 played by Jack Quaid. He has a kill count of only 2, but really solid character in terms of a villain reveal. Again, kind of like the Billy Loomis route where I say Scream 5 was kind of just a carbon copy of Scream, just like Force Awakens with the New Hope. Lots of reboots do the same thing just to get the franchise going again. Of course, it's going to be the boyfriend even though they divert suspicion from the audience many times in the in Scream 5 at the end of, when you find out it's Richie you're almost like oh it it was Richie like you knew it deep down but they did a really great job of hiding it I think I I kind of guessed it was him but then they were throwing you off the scent so they did a good job about that and Jack Quaid uh, is an excellent actor so it was nice to have him on board as the villain this time because I, with, yeah I would say he's definitely uh, definitely a top tier killer in the franchise with Billy he's so like He's got something in his eyes. He's, like, so dark and mysterious. There's something going on, like the bad boy thing. But then Richie in Scream 5 is just, like, the nicest guy. He's a sweet boyfriend, does everything right. He always does the right thing or says the right thing. So he seems to be, like, such a a good guy. You're like, it can't be him. It can't be, but it is. It is him. Yeah. Next up we have Amber Freeman. Played by Mikey Madison. Oh, Amber is also a killer in that yeah, one, too. Yeah, so she's yeah. got a kill count of four, so they're, they're the kill duo in that mm-hmm. film. And at first, I, I was my first reaction in her first scene, I was like, she seems like she's the killer. Yeah. But then, like, towards the end of the film, I was like, is it actually hers? But that was my number one. This might be the killer radar going off for her. I think she's a terrific actress. I just hope she doesn't keep getting cast in films where she gets lit on fire at the end. Because <laughs> like it happens once upon, a time. once upon a time in Hollywood, and then Scream 5, she gets lit on fire in the third act. Because Problem she's really yeah, she's terrific, but I don't want her to get typecast as character gets lit on fire. <laughs> Hippies sure ain't, that's for sure. Hippies. Yeah, torch one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's she was probably, I think, the best actress besides Jenna Ortega in the fifth film. Yeah, I, I had never seen Jenna Ortega in anything or heard of her before, but she really impressed me when we saw Scream 5, and I was like, that girl can act her ass off, so I'm not surprised by her rise. Yeah, but and then Mikey Madison I thought was awesome in that mm-hmm. movie too. 
And then Scream 6, Quinn Bailey has a kill count of one, potentially five others, depending on who was under the ghost face mask at the time of the killings. Like I said, this was my immediate radar roommate. She's the killer. As soon as she came in to get her phone, when uh, the two characters, uh, or Jenna Ortega's character and, and the other guy. Says, I think you're special. I think you're special. I'm sorry. I laughed. <laughs> so we were in the theater. And uh, it was like that sweet moment when they're sitting on the bed and he goes, I think you're special. James just burst out laughing. <laughs> the only person in the theater laughing. I'm sorry. It's such bad. It's so bad. Such bad dialogue. I'm sorry. It's so funny. Because they're building like this really emotional moment. She just like got out of that like frat house and he's like the protector. And he's like really like making a, a very sweet move on her. I think you're special. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But then oh the roommate God. comes barging in to get her phone. Hundred percent means that she's definitely the killer in my eyes. So I was like, she's one of them. Yeah, kind of obvious for me. And then we have her dad. No, no. Well, okay, we knew her dad too. So her yeah. dad, Detective Bailey. And Scream 6, also one of the Ghostface killers, has three known kill of uh, kills as well as potentially five others. Mm -hmm. So depending on who was under the Ghostface yeah. costume. And his motivation, obviously he's, we found out, was Richie's father. Getting revenge. Getting vengeance. Even though, I mean, Richie deserved to die if he's killing <laughs> people. Not very law and ordery. And then Anthony, no, Anthony wrong like... kind of justice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Anthony knew, like, that he was... Immediately, he was like, he like elbowed me. He's like, yeah, he's yeah, a killer. I knew it. It's kind of, kind of, kind of obvious. Well, so sometimes with these films, you can tell based upon the actor who's hired. Like, why would they be in a screen movie if they're not going to have a juicy role as a villain? So that's one giveaway. But then also, I mean, it just seemed obvious the way he brought them in. He's like a piece of her, her license is found in a murder scene covered in blood. He just calls her. He's like, yeah, I'm going to need you to come in. I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> I like, guess the way he handles evidence. The police yeah. handling was too lax. It was way, It's like that girl get arrested. There would be like a SWAT team arresting her. Like it just, it was too uh, casual of police operations. And so then it seemed like a giveaway. <laughs> and then we have um, Ethan Bailey, who's the, uh, the mm -hmm. brother of Quinn. Mm -hmm. He's in Scream 6 as well. No confirmed official kills. Like we don't know the exact kill count, but he could be involved with five of them but there's no official like he killed this he's person he's just so shy <laughs> <laughs> anytime there's a bumbling oh i'm super shy idiot is like he's, he's obviously involved especially like the frat party where he's like oh i'm such a oh i'm so scared of girls like he's like the one of the most attractive people in the room <laughs> like you're kidding me this guy's handsome he's as six fuck. foot two he's handsome as fuck he's like oh i'm so afraid to like a girl smiled what's that mean I, What's dude, that mean? come on. <laughs> Those characters annoy me. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> then we have Mickey Altieri in Scream 2, mm -hmm. who has a kill count of five, potentially two others. That's Oliphant? Yeah, Timothy yeah, Oliphant. I love him. Yeah. Who was hired by Billy Loomis's mother in Scream 2, who has a kill count of, we know, one, potentially others. She obviously shoots Leah Shriver's character. Um, at the end of the film, who we thought was gonna be the guy? Who? Yeah, they were trying they, to. Lead they, up. they did a good What's job of throwing you off the scent of the killer. His name, Liv Schreiber's character in Scream. What's his name? Oh yeah, he's got a cool name in it. Cotton Weary. Cotton Weary. Cotton Weary. So she Especially shoots Cotton cool Weary at the end of the film. <laughs> <laughs> she could have potentially killed two others, but she, you know, went on those chat rooms and found a, yeah, yeah. a guy who yeah. wanted to be a serial killer. Her protege <laughs> saw the potential in him. <laughs> saw that potential. So silly. 
I honestly don't hate it. <laughs> chat rooms, shit was going down in chat rooms. There was a weird place for the internet it's in the wild world west. for like five to ten years. For five years, chat rooms were freaking crazy, dude. Yeah, like chat roulette and stuff. <laughs> no, chat roulette came way later. Oh, okay. I mean like the old oh, yeah, AOL, yeah, yeah. like ten websites on the internet chat rooms. <laughs> like Napoleon Dynamite. Tell me you're old without telling me you're old. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about chat roulette was when we were in college that came out. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like 1998. <laughs> F, I mean, age, sex, location, ASL. Like that kind of chat room. Age, sex, location. Oh, I got you. Everyone's lying and saying they're like 27 years old and you're like 11. <laughs> Wearing like a Hello Kitty shirt. <laughs> well, at least Anthony was. And then, I what, still do. who else do we Not have was. for killers? So, yeah, that was Debbie Loomis, was, was <laughs> Billy Loomis's mother. And then we have. Jason Carvey and Scream 6. Now, I thought this was a really interesting opening played by Tony Revolori where he and his roommates are basically, in partner, are, are Ghostface fans and they're film students at this school and they use Ghostface to kind of just tar- start killing themselves and it opens up with Ghostface. No, start, they don't kill themselves, huh? Killing themselves. I mean, killing people themselves. Okay. Not like not killing themselves. I mean, like, oh god, the they, way you worded it, like, they start what? killing themselves. They start killing other. They people. They start killing people. <laughs> Just don't say themselves, man. I meant like taking on the action of being a killer. Okay, say it that way. They become killers themselves. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> and there's the opening of the of Scream Six. First of all. Samara Weaving is way too fine to be that nervous on the phone for a first date. <laughs> she is way too fine for that. Taking shots and My stuff. My goodness, yeah. I was. I think I became a man for the second time when I saw Samara Weaving in the opening of Scream 6. <laughs> Holy crap. But there's no way she's that nervous before a date anyways. But I like the kill, not in terms of like this girl going into the alley. I'm like, get out of the fucking alley. But <laughs> the stabs and the kills were good in this movie. Yeah. But taking the mask off. After killing somebody at the opening of a, of a Scream movie, something new. That's what I liked immediately about this movie. They did something different, but then obviously he's not really the ghost face. So I thought it was going to be – I was honestly a little disappointed because I thought that opening was so strong. And when we see Revelori going back to his apartment and stuff, I was like, are we going to get a ghost – are we going to get a Scream movie following – Ghostface as the protagonist, kind I and I thought that I was like, oh, this is gonna be really cool. Like it's gonna be his perspective will get the other characters, but he's gonna be like the lead of the movie. That's what I was expecting. And obviously, he got killed immediately. So when he got killed, I was like, oh, they could have had something really spectacular if they did it with that different approach. It could have been really fun. I still enjoyed the film, but I was a little honestly when it was revealed that he ended up getting killed, I was like, oh, I was. Thought it could have been cool to follow Ghostface, like Ghostface being the lead of the movie. I agree. I thought that would have been really cool because then you could have cross-cut the storylines of him infiltrating the group and being part of the friend group and then showing the the lies that Ghostface killers tell when they're in front of people to avoid suspicion. I thought that would have been an awesome approach to the perspective of the whole film from both Samantha and her family and her friends as well as from seeing Ghostface's entire perspective. I guess... As a studio, you might get cold feet following a killer like that. And I don't know. You could. I feel like you could still do the scares, um, and still make it scary if you if you film it that way. I don't know. I just, I I was ex- excited by the opening, and then I was like, oh okay. Now we're just going through the motions again. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by our friends at MoviePosters.com, the number one place to get your posters online. Don't forget to use our promo code Raiders10 to get ten percent off your order. 
today. They have a huge selection of pretty much every movie and TV show available in their poster library, as well as all the Scream movie posters. So if you're a fan of Scream, the best place to get a poster for any of the films or the TV show is, of course, at MoviePosters.com. They also make a great gift for the film lover in your life. Go on, head on over to MoviePosters.com and use our promo code Raiders10 to get 10% off your order today. And speaking of Rory Culkin, we have Charlie Walker in Scream 4 who has a kill count of three, eventually gets killed by <laughs> um, Julie, uh, Emma Roberts' character, right? Mm-hmm. So she kills him because she's like just sick of him. He's so annoying. <laughs> also, least likely suspect. Like I was really I'm, surprised. I'm trying to remember. Did she not want to share the attention is what it was. Basically, she was just using yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, That's what it was. But they did a great job of avoiding suspicion. They had him like tied up outside and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now let's get into our ranking. Let's rank our it. ranking of the Scream franchise. Do you want to lead us off with number one, Anthony? Well, do you want to start from six to one? So our ranking. All right, we'll start from the bottom. We don't, want to, we don't give away that number one right away. Okay, sure. Yeah, you're right. Where, where do we have ranked six in the Scream franchise? At number six, we have Scream Three. I think is obviously the weakest film of the series. Kind of unwatchable at times and doesn't warrant a, a rewatch I think I think it's like we said all these famous horror franchises there's some really good films in them but they oftentimes have mostly lukewarm films and some really bad ones this is part of the screen franchise where it's just like flat out just not a good film not scary not entertaining characters are uninteresting so full of cliches and tropes so I, I find it on uh, rewatch value is zero on that film. Wow, zero for you. I would say it's it's more rewatchable. I mean, more watchable for me. Like I like having the set and the location of the house and stuff, of like Hollywood. on the studio, yeah. being on the studio of the recreation of Sydney's house. I think those scenes are actually pretty cool. But you know, there has to be a, a last place in any ranking. <laughs> Sorry, Scream Three. There's a reason why every ranking has you at the bottom. Yeah, so critic score on Rotten Tomatoes 41, 38% audience score, so very low. And then Letterbox is only a 2.9. IMDb is a 5.6. Anything other than six on IMDb is a big bang. It's a big uh, dud. So big Scream, dud, Scream Three, you're on the bottom of the barrel. And then at number five on our rankings, we have Scream Four. Now, this isn't to say we didn't like this movie or don't like it because I, I think it's pretty solid. And like we said, it has one of the best killers for sure. But overall, the, the dialogue I think for me doesn't work completely, and it can get hit or miss. But I would say, you know, a Letterbox has a three point four, sixty percent Rotten Tomatoes critic, fifty six percent audience, IMDb six point two. It's, it's obviously you got to put something number five too, and I I just think the other four films have something a little have something that this one doesn't quite have. It captured Ghostface I think a little better in the essence of a scream movie. Yeah, and it does have some really good kills, lots of blood, which I want from a scream film. And I think the twist was one of the better twists of the franchise. But I would say just story wise and character wise, it kind of was just like same thing, run of the motions, very cliched. I think the third act's solid, yeah. but I think getting there is just kind of a trudge. Agreed, yeah. At number four, we have Scream 5. IMDb has 6.3, Rotten Tomatoes 76 critics, 81% audience, Letterbox 3.4. Uh, and so critics and audiences like this film more than you and I did. I ended up, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I found it to be kind of boring and cliched. I didn't really love the cast. I didn't really love the story that was going on. Um, I'm not 
the biggest fan of legacy sequels, and this is one where I think it didn't really work for me. This was a legacy reboot sequel. Le- legacy reboot sequel, yeah. Hybrid. Yeah, and so and also like the tongue-in-cheek humor. I, I liked some of it, but some of it was just a little... It just didn't hit land for me, and I know a lot of people like this movie a lot. I just It just didn't work for me. I When I was in the theater, I really was just n- not really enjoying too much of it. It was just too much like Scream for me. Mm-hmm. It, it was like beat for beat for beat for beat the same movie yeah. it, it, so that took me out of it and they were too over the top meta with this film compared to Scream the original is a great example of a meta movie that knows exactly what it is they tell you in the movie that they know exactly what it is it's so mm-hmm. fun but this with Scream 5 which I like that they toned down a lot in Scream 6 told you almost every scene you're in we're in a horror movie this is going to be a horror movie oh wink, get wink. it we, we yeah. know what's going on yeah. wink 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 hey we're in a horror movie you're going to love this so I think it was just too much of the meta for me that they dialed to like a hundred to just constantly wink at the audience and to let you know that we know that you know that we know that you know that we know you're watching a horror movie. <laughs> but we still have it number four because yeah. it was a solid. It's still, it was a solid it's, entry. It's still good. And the, the kills were good. The kills were very. good. They were. I, I gotta say. Some, I think some of them were pretty brutal. Dewey's death was very brutal. Yeah, I liked it. It had maybe the most blood of of the franchise. Yeah, it was. It was. It's up there for sure. And so I would say just because the kills were so well done. Um, I would say that. Number three on our list, we have Scream 6. Like we said, for all the reasons we were talking about earlier, it's a really solid sequel to Scream 5. IMDb is a 7.3. Rotten Tomatoes Critics is a 77. Audience is a 92. I think that's the highest on the entire franchise. Is, yeah. Letterboxd is a 3.8. Now, we've tried about it a bit. Even though the killers were kind of obvious who they were to us when we were watching the film, I think it was still cool to bring characters from the franchise back, like Kirby, lots of twists and turns, keeping you on your feet, on your toes, edge of your seat. Great opening sequence that had a lot of potential going forward if they kept on that same path, which would have been really interesting of following Ghostface yeah. point of view. Yeah, yeah. That would have been cool as would fuck. Have been great. But I still enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I, I found it. The kills were still a lot of fun. I liked some of the new locations. Um, and I liked the opening a lot, so it did a lot for me that warranted the franchise still being alive. Although I don't think we need another Scream movie in the next year. I think they, sh- I really do think they should take a couple years off in between films. I think it'll just because it, it, if they keep this rate up in in ten years, we'll already be on Scream sixteen. So I think that they should slow down, but they're on the right track right now, and the cast improved. Uh, I, Jenna Ortega. Getting a lot more screen time was definitely something they needed to do and help the film for sure because she's the most talented actor in the cast. But I will say there were just a couple of things that kind of just like the convenience store was like, why isn't Ghostface just walk up through the aisle and just shoot them in the face with a shotgun, there's bro? Two like, rows. What are you, what are you waiting for? There's two aisles in the convenience store. There's right, a shotgun. Yeah, what are you waiting for? What are you scared of? <laughs> you literally have a shotgun. Just walk up, ba boom, movie's see, over. See you later. <laughs> So I just it was just a couple of moments like that where I was like they're kind of pulling they're stretching these scenes a little too long and I I was like I was just th- in the convenience store scene I was like just kill them <laughs> they're right there <laughs> what are you waiting just for just start blasting what are you waiting for Literally, he could light that entire those two aisles up absolutely you know how hard it would be to hide from somebody in in a convenience store with two aisles. <laughs> You know how hard that would actually be. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, oh my it. god! Here, grab, throw that can. It is what it is. <laughs> and also, I, I like we said earlier. I'm not a fan of the Billy Ghost. I'm just not a fan of it. I like that Billy, Billy Ghost. Ghost instead of Billy Goat. Billy Ghost. <laughs> Billy Ghost. <laughs> Next up, tell us who we have ranked at number two, Anthony. Number two, we have Scream Two. 
which is a 6.3 IMDb, which I think is way too low. Audience has only a 40, a 58% rating, and then critics gave it an 82%. So audiences were not as big a fan of Scream 2 as we were. Uh, Letterboxd has a 3.4, which is about average for the franchise. I think Scream 2, it's obviously not the best story, but it does have a lot of great scares, a lot of great kills. Sydney is still, like, uh, Nev Campbell is still owning that role. I think the cast is very good. But the movie theater kill, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Maureen, is an excellent kill. One of my favorite of the franchise. And then also, uh, when they crash, when Sydney and her friend crash the car, and she and Ghostface is in the car, and she, she has to climb over Ghostface. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes in Scream's franchise. I thought it was a very thrilling, extremely suspenseful scene. I remember seeing it in theaters like, oh, shit. And even rewatching it, it still has that scare um, quality to it. So I think there are a lot of great scares in Scream 2 that – are some of the best of the entire series. If Scream 7 is centered around a movie being made, then this this franchise is just <laughs> rinse repeat because Scream 2 and Scream 6 are kind of related in a lot of ways. You know, the kids mm-hmm. are going to college now. Ghostface is on campus. I will say, sorry, about Scream, about Scream 6 is like, are they all in the same college? Are they? <laughs> how are they all in the same like dorm apartment in New York City? It's a movie, man. Yeah, I was just like, those are big ass dorms. They're not even gonna do anything about school. They're nothing about anyone having a job. They just did it. Like I was just, I found, I was like, I was like, everyone's here. <laughs> They're in college. <laughs> hey, man, they're sticking together. <laughs> yeah, but in the other movies, at least they're going to classes and stuff. True. You know what I mean? I get, I get what you're saying, man. Yeah. I'm there with you. But it's kind Don't of, kill me for saying it, everyone. I'm just sorry. It's, it's sorry. the same thing with, with the new Star Wars trilogy. is kind of like a, a replication of the original trilogy. Yeah. Empire yeah. Strikes Back and then uh, Return of the Jedi. I mean, not Retur- I mean um the what's the second film? Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. No, no. So Empire Strikes Back yeah. and then The Last Jedi are very similar films. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant to That's say. That's what you're saying, yeah. Just like A New Hope and Force Awakens are very similar films. Mm-hmm. Structure-wise, story-wise, same thing. pretty much yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You could say Scream 6 is kind of Scream 2. <laughs> it is. It's college, it's college one. Yeah. They're going to do a movie one next one. I think you're, I think you're right. If, They're if, going to do if it. The, if there's going to be like a Stab 7. <laughs> Scream 7 and Stab 7. You might be out of something. It might be, a, it might be a movie. They're going to try to make the rights to Samantha being attacked. Yeah, you're right. Moving on to the number one on our list, obviously, is the OG... Scream from 1996, 7.4 on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes is an 80% critics, 80% audience. Letterboxd, 4.1. This is one of the best American horror films of all time. Reinvigorated the slasher genre in the 1990s. We did an entire episode on the Scream franchise, and we talked heavily about Scream and its influence and how much we love it. Adore this film. It is highly rewatchable. I'll put Scream on any night of the week versus the rest of these. Meh. That's the that's, yeah. that's the the major difference between all the scream films and the first one. That's the one where I will put on any time. I completely agree, and I also think it's one of the most rewatchable horror films of all time. And I, I if I had to pick between watching Scream or any of the other screams, I would always pick Scream One, always. And like, I mean, I just think it's a flat out a perfect film. Stories, character, the twists, uh, the gore is great. The kills are awesome. I love Ghostface in this film. It really sparked new life and reinvigorated so many new ideas into the horror uh, genre. So Scream 1, I think, is a very special horror film. Yeah. 
Thanks so much for tuning into our episode That's on it. the Scream franchise ranking, as well as talking about the killers and the new films. We appreciate you tuning in so much. Please become a patron today at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. It is the very best way to support our show. For a minimum of $2, you get access to our weekly bonus episodes as well as the weekly chat, which has now moved exclusively to Patreon. We have tiers at $2, $5, $10 gets you access to our Discord $25 gets you access to a custom episode where you pick the topic and we'll do it for you. And then our top tier has a ton of incredible perks, including a private watch party with us and coming on the show after three months. Every tier has incredible perks. It's the best way to support our show. Helps Anthony get his Trader Joe's every week. So thank you so much. See you next time. This episode was executive produced by our chosen one patrons, Cody Moen, Andrew Hagen, Becca Keen, Benjamin Cook, Calvin Murphy Griggs, Nicholas Martin, Darian, Tyler McFly, and Sal Koching. Our Chosen One patrons are our biggest supporters. Thank you so much. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.